0: Welcome back to another edition of the Penn State 365 podcast um, presented by PennState.Rivals.com. I'm your host, Rich Schneiderite, joined by my co-host, Dylan Callahan-Crawley. Dylan, breaking news today. We didn't expect it to come. Micah Shrewsbury did, unfortunately, take the job at Notre Dame, and now uh, we're back to square one where we were two years ago, and Penn State's looking for another basketball coach. Um, let's just get your overall thoughts real quick on Shrewsbury leaving.
1: I mean, it's tough
0: for Penn State, to say the least.
1: I mean, we've heard and we've reported on Twitter as well as on the boards. uh, Penn State did all they could, really, to keep Shrewsbury in Happy Valley. They were willing Mm -hmm. to match the money he ended up getting at Notre Dame, which I believe was about $5 million uh, and a seven-year contract, uh, which for Shrewsbury, that's a hard contract to turn down uh, anywhere. Uh, But then I think a couple factors didn't go Penn State's way here, one of them being uh, location. Uh, Indiana is his home state. He spent most of his life in Indiana, most of his coaching career in that state. So going back home, obviously is hard to turn down if you're Shrewsbury. And I think Penn State NIL uh, situation does not help either. I know there's uh, been work in progress there, but it's still very much work in progress. And it, it's still going to take a couple years to get right for the Ninny Lions. But overall, just a really tough loss for Penn State but at the same time it's not from a lack of trying it's not from that they didn't care it's simply that there are it is sometimes just hard to turn down going home like Shrewsbury did today and uh, unfortunately for Penn State they now have to hit the reset button and go and find uh, their next head men's basketball coach
0: so um obviously he's not here anymore he's gone I guess the first question everyone wants to know is is who's going to step up next and who's who's going to be that guy. I know we we heard one name already technically that's kind of leaning towards a front runner at this point, but these things change almost daily.
1: Yeah, it's. I don't expect this coaching search to be done in a few days. I think there's really no rush in this coaching search. I'm not sure any hire really stops guys from potentially uh, thinking about the portal. There is going to be damage that's done. Uh, because of the of Shrewsbury moving on, no matter what. Uh, so until then, I think all you can do is uh, kind of uh, what's what the word I'm looking for here? Uh, crisis management uh, from the roster management sort side of things. Uh, name one of the assistants and interim coach for now, and then uh, just go from there and uh, make sure you get this higher right Because we talked about it on our last podcast. Uh, you it has to be the right hire because you cannot risk setting this program back further uh,
0: than it already has been because of Shrewsbury moving on. And then, uh, yeah, one guy to keep a name on, it sounds like, I mean, we kind of got to go with like Adam Fisher as interim, right? Because he's the only associate head coach on the team. Like he has to get it right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's a name that we've also heard maybe as potential a candidate for the head coaching job as well. Uh, I think it's tough because obviously he doesn't have uh, head coaching experience yet in his career. Um, but he is, a, he is a name on the rise, in the assistant coaching side of things he is considered a, a rising name, somebody who's going to be a head coach very soon, whether it's at Penn State or somewhere else. I know we've heard rumors that he could actually begin some interviews for some lower-end jobs uh, uh, or mid-major jobs here in the upcoming weeks ahead as well, so that will be something to watch for if Penn State is interested in him. Um, But, yeah, he is a great recruiter, uh, has been a key assistant, uh, not just at Penn State, but also at Miami where he was before coming to Happy Valley with uh, Shrewsbury. Uh, So that would definitely need to watch, and he does make sense as an interim head coach uh, if Penn State does, in fact, name one.
0: Yeah, just to name a couple of names that he did recruit at Miami, um, obviously Lonnie Walker, NBA guy first-round pick, uh, yeah. Isaiah Wong. Uh, everyone knows him as the, the kid who kind of demanded money for NIL for Miami this offseason in order to stay at Miami, but uh, I don't know what happened there. It seems like Miami probably paid him, um, but he averaged like 17 a game. And then uh, Jameel Brown, four-star at Penn State. He didn't really play much this year, but he was a true freshman. Give him some time. I think he'll be pretty yeah. good. And and Kerry Booth. Everyone knows who Kerry Booth is. Um, yeah. Son of Calvin Booth, uh, four-star. is technically signed, but... We I guess we don't know what's going to happen there, but if Fisher does not get this head coaching spot, it sounds like he might get a head coaching spot somewhere else, and then it's like, do these guys stay? Do they leave? And technically, this they're already down to five scholarship players right now. um, No, uh, seven scholarship players currently, uh, after Dalian Johnson and Caleb Dorsey just left.
1: And Booth is theoretically the one you can't afford to lose, and if Fisher doesn't get – now you would think because he's a Penn State legacy, there's a little bit of a higher chance he does stick around, but – if Shrewsbury is gone and then his lead recruiter, and Adam Fisher perhaps is gone as well, uh, how strong is that legacy bond, I guess, he, you could say he has with the university? Is, is that something that really uh, is, ma- matters to him that much? There you go. All right, or uh, is, is he just – we don't know how much that legacy – really affects uh his
0: recruitment going
1: forward uh but fisher will be a key part of that going forward as well
0: yeah um i think obviously the name we didn't talk about uh he was uh, he was also the main recruiter for logan Iams. we didn't even mention yeah. that one uh one kid that i just we have to assume he's not going to penn state it's got to be braden shrewsbury right yeah i would assume he's going Notre Dame now and uh
1: ims mm. uh, i shouldn't this off down my head uh Iams is from indiana
0: Correct. He's from Indiana, uh, Zionsville, and he is AAU teammates with Braden Shrewsbury. Yeah,
1: that doesn't bode well. You you would imagine that doesn't bode well for Penn State uh, on the I'ms front either.
0: Yeah. So so like I said before, they're already down to what when I say seven scholarship uh, players. I think and, at this point, and
1: we're not sure. I'm not sure off the top of my head what Notre Dame's scholarship charge looks like right now. Uh, mm-hmm. But you'd have to imagine with a coaching change, players are going to be leaving both programs uh, as. Coaches are gonna want to bring their own guys in and uh, mm-hmm. shuffle some of uh,
0: the old guys out uh, nicely, of course. Yeah. So, so right now, technically, they have five scholarship players on the team. They have three coming in, and I'm Shrewsbury and Booth, but we assume Shrews is out, so that means seven. You got six ships open. It's going to be interesting, and it's a hell of a job for the new head coach, no matter who, if that's Fisher or someone else. But um, let's go over some other names that we're kind of hearing. Uh, um, before we
1: do that, I, I will say, whoever gets this job, the one nice thing for them is with the transfer portal, you do have the opportunity to theoretically bring in a bunch of talent and be able to compete right away, making a rebuild somewhat faster. Uh, mm-hmm. And now this isn't a full rebuild situation, but if, in the grand scheme of things, but at the same time, you just you have only five scholarship players on the roster, and you're losing mm-hmm. Multiple of your key pieces, including Jalen Pickett, Seth Lundy, who just announced for the NBA draft today. Um, those two are going to be hard to replace alone. Andrew Funk, I believe, is out of eligibility. Top man as well. Correct. Uh, Cameron
0: Winter. Yeah. So I
1: mean, you're losing arguably your four top players right there. Uh, so in a way, it is rebuild at the same time. But the transfer portal does make it a little bit easier on that front.
0: Yeah, for sure. Now let's that, go over some of the other names that we we're, we're kind of looking into right now. I know. Uh, Just based off a quick Twitter search, it seems like Pat Kelsey's name is starting to trend the Charleston head coach.
1: Yeah. I mean, it makes, it makes sense from the fact that Penn state's uh, uh, athletic department, including Pat Kraft, got a a little bit of a close look at uh, him this year when they faced Charleston down in the Charleston classic. Uh, But Kelsey's done well at Charleston. Of course Uh, he kind of picked up where Earl Grant, who's now at Boston college picked up or left off down there. Uh, But Results are results, so I definitely think that's a name worth watching.
0: Yeah, um, another name I'm just looking at, and I'm just going to go off. We don't have to go too in-depth with these guys, but just go no, pretty no. quickly. Uh, Jeff Bowles, Ohio. Um, he's got big yeah. 10 experience at Ohio State. Kind of a lifelong Ohio guy. A lot of West Virginia ties, too. Um,
1: Track
0: record. Yeah, I mean, 133-89 and 89 is a pretty good record. 1-1 uh, one and one in NCAA, so he's made two. It's pretty impressive for an Ohio guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, whenever you get to these mid majors, anytime you make more than one tournament or two plus is pretty impressive. It says a good, pretty. It says a lot about you as a head coach because you know it. It's not mm-hmm. like the major conferences where you get, if you're the Big Ten, seven, eight,
0: nine bids a year. Yeah, no kidding. Um, another guy who's got plenty of uh, NCAA tournament experience, actually, Division One and Division Three level, is Mike Rhodes, uh, Pennsylvania yeah. native.
1: Yeah, he maybe not the biggest name potentially of a hire, or you know the one that's going to blow everybody away, but a very mm-hmm. consistent, strong head coach with Pennsylvania ties, which could help recruiting uh, as well.
0: Yeah, uh, he obviously was a pretty good recruiter at VCU uh, as an associate head coach in twenty two thousand nine to twenty fourteen. So I mean,
1: and also uh, was at Rice, where he had a decent success.
0: Which yeah. Rice is an incredibly hard place to coach, no matter what sport. Oh, yeah, 100%. And the fact that he had a 23-win season there is kind of extreme, exactly. extremely impressive. Um, Dusty May is probably the home run hire, I would say assume. Of the yeah. There really isn't one home run hire. This would be the no, closest. Yeah, this would be a, tri- really, a triple, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's really it's, – and I don't want to say that, I mean, makes a hire bad. Uh, a lot of these would be – I think all these would be good hires. Mm-hmm. But there is really, I don't think, any true home run hire out there for Penn State because they're not in a position where – They can go out and grab uh, one of the top mid major schools just because when it comes to these top mid major schools in basketball, they're throwing out similar money to how Power Five football programs throw out money. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, unless they're willing to go out and throw six, seven million plus at a head coach, it's going to be hard to grab one of those mid major head coaches or another top Power Five coach.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know. I'm um, just going back to Dusty May real quick. He hasn't done a whole lot. I know he had a 19-win season last year with FAU, but other than that, 17-win, 17-win, 13-win. And then this year, obviously, a 33-3 and three win, th- 33 and three season, but uh, I'm pretty sure they got knocked out already, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, no, they were a 9-seed, no, I
0: believe?
1: They're taken on... Um...
0: Oh, they are still no, in. Yeah, it. they I got knocked out by Alabama, didn't they? Yes, 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 yes. They got knocked out by Alabama, and then... No, no, so, no, I mean no.
1: we're facing Tennessee this week. I'm sorry,
0: I, dude. I'm, I'm I'm still lost with this it, tournament right now. It's
1: it, it's been a long week for all of us. Uh, uh, you know, we had the basc- we had basketball games, and then after that, it was immediately into uh, where is Shrewsbury going to go? But yeah, they beat up they beat Memphis and then Farley Dickinson, uh, so now now face Tennessee.
0: Yeah. So now another name to keep an eye on: Darian DeVries, um, Drake head coach. Hell of a record there. Drake's yep. been to the tournament a couple times already uh twice, Somebody, te- twice technically i think so far and yeah. uh somebody's yeah, name I'm, who keeps
1: popping up in those uh coaches on the rise post before every season
0: uh so uh one one of these days he has to get a big job why not penn state yeah now, he did win the college insider.com mid-major coach of the year uh 2019 two-time mvc coach of the year Mind you, NBC isn't the best conference in the world again, but he's pretty much dominated it because he's 122 and 48 over five seasons. Yeah. and so, Yeah, so, I mean, Iowa, now
1: He's an Iowa native uh, as well, so he's, you know, uh, born and raised in Big Ten country. He knows uh, what Big Ten basketball is all about. Uh, he mm-hmm. also coached at Creighton for 17 years. Uh, so, I mean, this is a guy who has spent uh, legitimately um, – Ninety percent of his career in the mid, sorry, hundred percent of his career in the Midwest, life in the Midwest, and then outside of those years in uh, Creighton, has spent his entire life in Iowa. So, mm-hmm. is coming east something he's interested in? That's, I guess, the big question. Or would he rather wait for one of the Midwest jobs to open up one
0: one of these days? Yeah. His
1: name did pop up, I believe, a little bit with Notre Dame.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, interestingly enough, he he did work under two really good coaches, and Greg McDermott, who's at Creighton currently still. Yep. And uh, Dana Altman, who was at Creighton's now at Oregon, who's, who's had tremendous success with Oregon as well. Yeah. Um, only a couple more names on the list I got early on. This is just an early list, by the way. It's nothing concrete. Matt Langle, but I know there's there's a little bit of an interesting situation there. I don't know if you want to touch on that one.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, nothing concrete, I guess we could say, but it is worth noting that Langle uh, did work under uh, Fran Dumphy at Temple where Pat Kraft was. And of course, uh, Kraft and, uh, was the AD when Dumphy and Temple parted ways. So will that have an effect on a potential coach in search here? Would he will it be wanting to go to uh, work under the AD who let go of his former uh, mentor?
0: Yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting just because he does have deep, deep ties to Dumphy. He played for Dumphy. He coached under Dumphy at Penn. And Dumphy took him to Temple with him. And it's like, all right. Well, that's that is truly his mentor. Um, do you want to work for the guy that fired your mentor? Uh, exactly. Probably, probably not. But it, he was another name that was mentioned heavily with the Notre Dame job. He was like I want to say third or fourth in the list. Um, McDermott was one. Langle was two. Shrewsbury was obviously one of them. Uh, but moving on to Penn State, another name uh, to keep a close eye on would probably be probably Keith Ergo, who's over at Fordham and just had a hell of a first year. Won A-10 coach of the year.
1: Yeah, eight-time coach of the year. Um, somebody who has Penn State ties, obviously. Uh, now he has he gone to, uh, he went to Fordham where uh, Villanova's current head coach, Kyle Neptune, was uh, the year prior, <laughs> also had success. Uh, so you got to wonder a little bit there of, you know, how much of it was Ergo. I, and I think Ergo is a very good coach. He's going to get a, a, a better coaching job eventually. But that's just, when uh, one coach has success we're after the other. It does lead to some, you know, questions about how much of it was them, how much it was the prior coach, the roster, et cetera. Um, will Neptune's lack of success at Villanova this year scare off Penn State here? Uh, that's something to consider. Uh, Neptune was considered a home run hire for Villanova, um, and he was expected to continue the Wildcats' great run. And they had a really disappointing season uh, for those who uh, pay attention and for um, those who don't. Uh, Villanova missed the NCAA tournament this year, lost in the first round of the NIT. Uh, real down here for the Wildcats when they had a roster that I think was well capable of making a deep NCAA tournament run as well.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, that That's basically the last name I have on the list. But going back to Ergo real quick, you're yeah. right. 25-7, and seven, it's coming after Kyle Neptune's um, recruiting at uh, pro there, whatever you want to call it. Um, he also worked under Chambers. He worked under – Jay Wright of Villanova. A lot of these guys actually have a uh, connection to Jay Wright, which is pretty interesting to me, especially like Adam Fisher. Um, I want to ask you, we just named off a bunch of names. Out of that entire list, who personally would you want them to go after, and who do you think they should go after?
1: Oh, that's that's a good – I'm going to rank the top three. Okay. I think, I think May is – May, I think, has the biggest upside.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, but of course, when if you're talking big upside, that means he also could leave in two years again. Uh, but I think May has the biggest upside, so I think he'd be a pretty good hire. Uh, DeVries is somebody I think is going to really succeed when he gets a chance at the next level, uh, in, at a major uh, conference program. Uh, so I think I would put him two, and then three. Um, I think Rhodes is a would be a solid safe hire, but I don't think it takes Penn state necessarily to the next level. Uh, -hmm. but I think it could help keep Penn state a respectable program with, uh, tournament trips here and there. Who, who, who would you have as your top one (sighs) to, I would, I
0: I do like the idea of may. I think may actually has a ton of potential, obviously 33 and what was it? 33 and three at FAU is extremely incredible. Um, I know FAU is kind of like, uh, becoming almost like a a quick stopping ground for coaches at this point whether it be football or basketball um get in there do what you can do and then move on to the next job but I think it's hard to not put him one um I do like Adam Fisher's resume a lot I know he hasn't been a head coach but he's been around Penn State long enough whether it be as a assistant coach as a video coordinator he's worked his way up he's recruited really well and end of the day I, I mean the name of the game right now is recruiting if you have a little bit of NIL, which it sounds like Penn State has a little bit, not a lot, which isn't great for their uh, recruiting chances, but no. if you have a little bit of NIL, you have Adam Fisher, who you still have to recruit at the end of the day. And he's a pretty yeah, good course. recruiter. He's he's spotted talent before. He's worked under Jay Wright, who I think might be one of the best coaches. If I mean, obviously, he's one of the best coaches. Might be the best coach in Northeast ever, maybe? He's, he's pretty close up there. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think, I think Adam Fisher's is the smart hire. Um, I don't know if I would touch most of these other guys. I know. Yeah. They've had success in the Midwest and stuff like that, but Penn state's just a little different to me. Like you have to understand state college and Adam, Adam Fisher's been there. He's a graduate. It's yeah. It's a tough place to recruit period.
1: Uh, no matter yeah. what the sport it's, it's in a tough area to get to. Um, and yeah, Fisher, a Fisher definitely would make uh, sense if they missed on one of their top two or so guys. Um, uh, but I think there's a ton of potential there. Uh, you just may have to risk uh, that the first year or two may be a little slower than uh, you'd, you'd like. But I think long-term, it could be a really good hire.
0: Yeah, of course. Like There's a reason he's getting um, contacted by other schools for their head coaching gigs. Like he, He's obviously going to be a head coach sooner rather than later. Um, and unless you're going to go out and be like crazy, like like FDU did, and hire a D two, D three coach like Joe Crispin, Crispin Versane. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think what would be a crazy hire. And honestly, that would be the it. I,
1: the, oh yeah, the craziest I think I could get right now is like if Penn State would be, uh, would, uh, for some reason choose to go after like Phil Martelli, uh, which I mean a <laughs> I lot thought of thought about that, like that too. Um, and I'm not necessarily saying it would be a terrible hire. Uh, but St. Tommy is like 68 and his last three years at St. Joseph's were uh, pretty underwhelming. Uh, but yeah, that's about the craziest I can think of uh, for Penn State right now.
0: Yeah, that would be a pretty insane one. Um, yeah. I mean, other than Crispin, those two would probably be the craziest. How old is he now? He's 68. Jeez, that would be b uh, line. If you really wanted to get crazy, crazy, Yeah, 70, if you want to go old guy, but uh. Yeah, we'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens here. It's uh it's just a matter of time, I guess. Like you said, it's probably going to take a month or a couple months, maybe. Um, the portal is open now, so it kind of stinks because you just hosted a transfer guy, and yeah. sounds, I, I would assume you're probably not going to land, land with Josh Cohen after that. As a betting man, uh, I would say if I had to
1: put an over/under on this coach and search, I, I think four weeks is probably a, probably where it should be about. Like I, mm-hmm. I think. You definitely want a head coach, I think, before you are again towards the end of the semester, which I think is probably the second or so week of May. So I think if they could have a head coach hired by April 22nd, that would be probably in their best interest. Um does the portal close?
0: That I don't know. I think it's a 30-day period, so it should should be relatively – it open what March? I uh, may, maybe no. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Uh, football in May. Um, the hoops portal. I'm not sure what the hoops portal is, but uh, I guess I I actually don't know it off the top of my head. Let
1: me see if I could find
0: it here quickly.
1: Uh, the deadline to enter is it's a sixty day window.
0: Okay, the deadline 60 would days be May 11th. Gotcha. All right, so I mean, there's plenty of time left. I mean, it's only what, and you just have to enter. You don't have to choose a school by then. You just have to oh, enter yeah, the portal by May 11th. Enter. Um, so plenty of time yeah. for kids to to enter, plenty of other options out there We'll just kind of have to wait and see what happens
1: And the biggest key I think in the meantime will be If he is not going to be the next head coach Would be to find a way to retain Adam Fisher And you almost have to make it a selling point to your next coach Or a, I wouldn't say a demand, but almost a demand That Adam Fisher has to be on that next staff Because Adam Fisher may be what kind of holds the glue together uh, until the next coach is hired if you want to uh, go out and uh, keep some of these names uh, on the roster. But also, um, I'm sure they'll still try to be hosting some names in the transfer portal between now and then. Uh, and I, guess, I mean, because you can't just stop recruiting and trying to better your roster. Uh, it makes it tougher, obviously, but uh, I'm sure – and Fisher's a smart guy. If he is going to be the interim, precise, and he'll figure it out. Yeah,
0: for sure. Um, I guess that's really all we have, uh, Dylan. Any final thoughts before we uh, sign off here?
1: Um, no, I think I think we really covered pretty much all of it uh, at this point. There's really not much to go off right now. I mean, this is news that's under two hours old at this point. Uh, I-, I think if you're a Penn State fan right now, all you can do is take some deep breaths. Um, it sucks that Penn State did lose Shrewsbury. Uh, but uh, this Packraft has been a very good AD for Penn State so far. Uh, and so you got to have to put your faith in him that he's going to make a good hire here and not rush into a bad one. Um, and uh, finally, I, again, I think it's worth knowing that this is Penn State's time in this situation because they didn't try, uh, because they didn't care about basketball. They tried pretty damn hard to keep Shrewsbury around. But like we said, it's just sometimes too hard to beat out the uh, quote unquote hometown team here, which Scrooge Barrett, lifelong Indiana native, native, coached in South Bend before at the D2 level. It's not a surprise that he's headed home.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Uh, I guess that's all for now, guys. Stay tuned for another Penn State 365 podcast on your podcasting apps. Give us a five star review. Hit the subscribe button down below. Um, For me and Dylan, Check you out soon and uh, stay tuned for another pod soon.